Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. My friend was asking me the other day about the jingle, and as you can hear, there is still no jingle, um, but I will get it done. It's just not been high on my priority list right now, and maybe it should be, but there we go. I think that if the jingle was to say anything, it would be that this podcast is about helping women to optimize their health and mindset so that they can live the most confident, energized, thriving life that's possible for them. And I want it to be a one-stop shop for you to check in with each week in terms of giving yourself the space and opportunity to think about things, to think about how you're eating and drinking and taking care of yourself um, and how you are generally functioning in your mindset, how you're thinking about things, feeling, following through on creating new habits, all of it. So there you have it. And (laughs) this week, I want to talk about how to change your self-concept to achieve your goals. So this is not only for weight loss, but it's about any goal that you have. And ultimately, it's about becoming the person that you are meant to become. So I looked up the definition of self-concept and it says, an idea of the self-constructed from the beliefs one holds about oneself and the responses of others. And then it says, A self-concept is largely a reflection of the reactions of others towards the individual. And that bit really surprised me because it's about how it's defined as something that's related to other people. A reflection of the reaction of others towards the individual. It's something we're creating almost in the vision of others rather than what feels right to us. And a lot of our self-concept is created quite early on in life, like in our formative years as we're learning and exploring things. And it will dictate our lives and what we do. But it's as a result of what other people are thinking or feeling or saying or whatever it is about, about what we want to be doing or about us. And that just does not seem helpful at all. Because how can you live the most truest expression of your life if it's because of what other people are thinking and saying and how they're judging what you do? Your self-concept should be about you creating what you want, living a life that you want, exploring things because you want to, and it has very little to do with other people. So what I want to bring awareness to today is understanding what your current self-concept is, understanding if it's helping you or hindering you in creating what you want, and how to change it so that you can create a life by design. This is how you will achieve any goal you have. And I'm going to use a couple of things as an example um, to explain the process, but Really, you could just apply this to anything. And this is just like a little bit of sort of top line information to get you thinking about these things. So number one, weight loss. You have absolutely got to understand your self-concept around your body and weight in order to lose weight permanently and find a way of doing things that feels right 
and natural to you. If you are going around thinking things like, I'm someone who struggles with their weight, I'm naturally heavy, I put on weight easily, I'm someone with a weight problem, I'm always going to have a weight problem, food and alcohol isn't easy for me, I'm not good at diets, I'm fat, I'm overweight, eating healthily doesn't come naturally to me. Like You get the idea. If you're going around thinking those things, they will be your reality. That is fact. That is how it works. There's no way you can be thinking those things, believing them as your self-concept and for them not to be what you ultimately then experience in your results. We can pick up these beliefs and thoughts and identities through other people, which is what it's defined as. And with weight especially, it's sadly created often at quite a young age, if you were ever told to lose weight, be on a diet, not eat something, do anything about your weight, um, and it not being good enough in some way. And it's so easy for this to be the case because of diet culture and what's said to us about sort of social ideals. And if you've ever had a parent tell you to do something um, around your weight or had a parent who themselves struggled with food and diet, you are very likely to have taken that on in some capacity as part of your identity and your self-concept. And so your self-concept around this area of your weight and how you eat and your body was created often at a very formative age and you didn't really have the wherewithal to know how to navigate it um, or realize that it's unhelpful and not true and often just completely counterproductive bullshit, to be honest. So without any judgment, though, a lot of those things that we've picked up are with um, other people having our best interests at heart and without knowing the consequences of what they're saying or doing. And it's also with the diet and diet culture just being irresponsible, obsessed with what we look like and trying to make money. So <laughs> if you want to lose weight, all you have to do, and I'm, <laughs> I know it can sound simple, but the fundamental thing that you have to do if you want to lose weight permanently and find peace and freedom and ease and control and confidence around food and alcohol is you have to start believing a new self-concept to create the change that you want. You have to believe from the future and practice it over and over again and be persistent with it until it becomes your new identity. You are believing things as if it's already true, as if it's already fact. So you have to define your self-concept of what that is, which is, as an example, food and alcohol is easy to me. I'm a naturally slim person. I don't worry about food. I'm someone who doesn't overeat or overdrink. I'm someone who doesn't use food to manage their emotions. Those are just examples. And speaking in the present tense as if it's fact and in moments where you're having urges and cravings that feel strong and overwhelming, you obviously have to be aware of that that's what's going on and you acknowledge it and you normalize it so you don't judge yourself for that being whatever you're experiencing and thinking, oh, this means that it's not working. No, this is an opportunity. And then you think, what if I believed in this moment that food wasn't hard? 
that this emotion wasn't something I needed to escape, that I'm someone who's willing to sit and process their emotions, that I'm a naturally slim person. I used to use that one a lot. I still do. I'm a naturally slim person. I'm a naturally slim person and this isn't difficult. Or whatever it is that you find, you're going to have to experiment and think about it. Whatever it is that you find that creates a feeling of like neutrality and ease and calm within you, which will dial down the intensity of the craving. It will allow the urge to move through you and you'll take some deep breaths and you aren't resisting the food. You're just saying, I'm a naturally slim person. This isn't difficult. And over time, as you stop rewarding these habit loops, which for a lot of a lot of the time, that's just all that it is. It's just a habit on, you know, it doesn't have to be so deep and heavy. If you offer yourself a new thought like this in those moments, it can often be incredibly powerful and all that you need to just walk away from the pantry or decide not to order the pudding, whatever it is. Teach your brain a new way of thinking and responding to things. Give yourself the opportunity to do that by understanding what your current self-concept is, creating a new self-concept, practicing it, and allowing it to then, with that practice and persistence, like you're learning a new language, like you're learning an instrument, it will become your new self-concept. And you just have to offer it to yourself in those moments to really start this process. So get clear on your self-concept around an area you want to change, redefine it and start practicing that and just showing up for it with commitment and resilience and expecting it not to be easy. And there will be mistakes and learnings and know that it will happen if you just keep putting in the work. And it doesn't matter how long it takes because you want the result of what that new self-concept could create for you. And just as your current self-concept was learned, it can be unlearned and a new one can be created. And another example I'm going to use, which is simple, but so powerful to um, how we can feel in our daily lives and how we can function in our bodies is exercise and movement. So I've never thought of myself as either a yogi or a runner. I kind of wanted to be both of those things at different times in my life because I thought it would make me better. Um, I thought I would be a better person, like genuinely more worthy and enough if I did those things, if I became that person and I would get more validation from other people. But they just never clicked with me. I would I kept trying to get into yoga because I'm very flexible. <laughs> and so I sort of thought, oh, I must be a yoga person. But I often actually overstretched and it hurt. And I never experienced the benefits um, because I just couldn't get out of my head. And running just always really hurt my hip um, after I gave birth. And I just thought, it's not for me. Like, I'm not that good at it. I'm not, I've not got a runner's body. That's something that my sister does. And like about you know, sadly, I was also told to go on a run when I was younger as a way to lose weight. And that obviously <laughs> led me to shockingly not want to go on a run. And I rejected it. But I knew from a few runs that I have done, because sometimes you just want to get out of the house and do something else. 
Um, And that was all that was available to me. From some of the runs I've been on, I knew that I loved the feeling I got afterwards. I I do not think you can beat that high of getting out on a jog, listening to music, being in nature, and just getting some endorphins going. And uh, I also think that like, don't underestimate how amazing it is just to listen to your own music when you're a mother and you're just constantly carting kids around, doing logistics, always on a mission, any spare time, you're like, I've got to listen to a podcast, I've got to make the most of all of this time. And so actually, I think with a run, giving yourself that opportunity to listen to music is so great as well. So they did appeal, but I had this self-concept that I couldn't do it. I wasn't a runner. um, I wasn't a yogi. And these self-concepts meant that I was closing myself off from change. It meant I literally could not evolve. And I just stayed with doing things that I was naturally better at. Um, And I, yeah, fine. I was getting good at those. And it's great to take advantage of your sort of natural, um, the things that you're naturally good at. But in one way, I felt like I was keeping my world small and my possibility in first gear. So in the process of losing weight, I started to think more about my self-concept, which is why it's such a beautiful vehicle for awareness for those of us who do want to lose weight. And I thought about how I wanted to change my self-concept in other areas of my life because I saw it working for weight loss. So I started thinking about it for my work, for relationships, for motherhood, and for movement. And it's all available to us. Every part of our lives essentially will have a self-concept. And it's about understanding what those are and whether, like, and, and how set in stone you think they are and if you want to change them. So I started to think maybe I could be a runner. Maybe I could enjoy yoga. Maybe I could do these things every week. And the long and short of it is that I now go to a weekly yoga class that I'm genuinely obsessed with and love so much. And it feels like I've taken an antidepressant as well as somehow meditated and boosted my energy all at the same time. And I'm getting better and better at the poses and understanding them. And I love showing up for this weekly yoga class as a symbol of how I treat myself and what I think about myself and how I prioritize myself. And I've started a running program with a coach who's helping me to do it in a way that feels supportive and structured and quite not serious, but you know, I'm taking it seriously. I'm taking it more seriously than I was. And I'm giving myself the time and the container to do that. I set a goal of 52 runs for the year. And to be honest, I think that could probably evolve into more, but I would have never done anything if I had not set a goal in the first place. And I really feel good about things. I feel more open and fluid as a person. And it's just interesting to think about, like, this person is clearly within me who's enjoying going on runs and who is enjoying going to yoga. And I've not been allowing them to kind of be and exist. I've just been keeping kind of like really tight reins on who I am and just repeating that over and over again. And it's really about opening it up and understanding where you might be limiting yourself. You might have self-concept that 
really, really supports you and opens you up in loads of areas of your life. But you might also have self-concept that is limiting you and keeping you from becoming this most authentic aligned version of you. I had to start believing ahead of time that I was a runner, that running could be easy for me. I had to believe that I enjoyed yoga and I'm someone who has found a yoga practice that they genuinely enjoy. And really what it all comes down to is believing that I'm someone who thinks that change is possible and that whatever has defined us up until this point does not need to define us today or tomorrow. That is the crux of it. And then start to get clear on what you want, what might be holding you back. If there were no limits or perceived threats or limitations or anyone's judgment, what would you do? What would you try? And start seeing that your self-concept is just a thought. It's just a a thought that you have about yourself and your thoughts can change on a dime. Your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings drive your actions. And if you want different actions in your life and ultimately different results, you have to look at your thoughts first and start believing a new identity about yourself in order to live a very intentional, purposeful, deliberate life that feels true and aligned to you and who you are and who you want to be, whoever that is. So be conscious of definitive statements you make about yourself that are potentially limiting you and your growth. You know, I've had people say, I'm a procrastinator. I'm bad at sleeping. I'm a night owl. I'm a foodie. That one is like a sneaky one that you think is like a great identity that can actually uh, limit you. I just like good food and wine. I'm disorganized. I'm a type. I'm a perfectionist. All of these things, we say these labels and we, we put them on ourselves like little name tags at a party and they can actually hold us back. And some of them can support us. And it's just about making sure that all of the things that you have as part of your self-concept are supporting you in living the life that you want. That's all it is. So if you are happy with your results, then your self-concept is great and exactly where you need it to be. But that doesn't mean that there isn't always room just to think about it, consider new possibilities, see what you might be curious about. Just be really curious and inquisitive about it and be willing to notice that sometimes the things that we that we think and say that keep us where we are, we say them like they're fact and they're not. They're just thoughts and you can change your thoughts if that's what you want to do to create new results. If you are wanting to be someone who I, you know, ultimately I want to be someone who's evolving and that's why I'm loving running because it's such a symbol of me evolving my self-concept because I so did not think that I could ever become this person. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be running marathons. I don't really know where it's going to go. But all I know is that I've opened up the doors to possibility by just turning down the volume on this old self-concept and turning up the volume to something else, something new. We are here to evolve. And I just don't want you to limit yourself 
and not believe that change is possible. Changing and purposefully redefining your self-concept is an expression of the love you have for yourself. It's about a growth mindset, cutting out the noise, forgetting what other people might think, and living from your future as if it's already done. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Don't limit your experience because of some shitty thoughts or unhelpful beliefs you've picked up along the way, or your brain just trying to keep you safe from change and to keep you in the same well-worn habits it's built over time. Don't let anything else other than your intentional, amazing self run the show. Don't judge yourself for wherever you are now. Use that experience and your current results as a guide and a teacher to show you what you want to do next and start creating it by getting just deliberate and persistent and resilient so that it becomes your reality, so that it just becomes who you are. And this isn't because you should be doing it. It's not because you should change your self-concept. It's about just asking yourself, what do you want? What are, your curi- what are you curious about? Where do you feel stuck? And what do you think is keeping you in those places? It will be the thoughts that you have about it. It will be your self-concept about it. And that can evolve. And it's just the most amazing thing. And you've got to believe in that new identity now to create these results in your future. So there you have it. That is all I will say today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about working with me, please go to sallywebstercoaching.com. I have a couple of spaces for one-to-one clients and I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, have a beautiful week, my friends. Take care of yourselves and I shall see you soon. Bye.